Open your eyes, listeners, because it's time for Superstitions, a Spotify original from Parcast. At first, you might not believe in these time-honored rituals. Why can't you step on a crack? Do you really have to wish on a shooting star and throw salt over your shoulder? Forget it, but be careful. Because if you think you're too good for these superstitions, you might have years of bad luck. This week, we're talking about the evil eye, a superstition that has persisted through centuries and spans multiple cultures. You might think there's nothing wrong with a little bit of self-confidence, but I'll warn you now, the eye is always watching. You can find episodes of Superstitions and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Coming up, a motivational workshop is anything but. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Jennifer Aniston, Meghan Markle, Kim Kardashian. What do these three people have in common besides being rich and famous? They've all worn a popular pendant, one that wards off the evil eye. You might have seen it on a necklace or even on a tattoo. Usually, it's three concentric circles, often in shades of blue. But though it looks like an eye, this is actually not the evil one. Instead, the jewelry is a talisman to ward off a curse. The gist of this curse is a little convoluted, but essentially boils down to this. Any kind of positive attention, whether praise or envy, attracts the gaze of the evil eye. For example, if you become renowned for your acting, you may soon lose your talent. If you attract attention for marrying into the royal family, you may soon lose your title. If you become famous for being famous, you might soon be usurped by a younger member of the family. For many, this is absolutely terrifying. Nobody wants to lose the success they may have worked on for years. Some cultures are so afraid of the evil eye that they avoid praising babies. And if a relative accidentally gives a compliment to a newborn, the parents might ask them to spit in the child's face. But for others, praise and envy aren't things to be afraid of. They are things to aspire to. And for the character in today's story, profit off of. But as we know, if you fail to protect yourself, the evil eye just might reach you. Vivian stepped out onto the stage, the crowd cheering. I can't hear you, Omaha! Vivian urged, summoning an even louder cheer from the 700 people filling the hotel conference center. These Midwestern crowds, Vivian thought. They always started out quiet, like they were ashamed of themselves for showing up to her motivational seminars. 
was so charming. Come on, louder! The cheering rose, the attendees purple, all access wristbands moving in unison. Vivian was used to this kind of adoration by now, and why shouldn't she be? She had made her career off her ability to project empathy, confidence, and competence. When she appeared on stage, her teeth were always TV-whitened. Her cheeks were young and plump from monthly lymphatic facials. She wore her signature Vicuna sweater and silk burgundy pants, freshly steamed by her longtime assistant, Elena. She looked great. Her agents might have said her popularity was starting to wane, but the joke was on them. Nebraska, the April 15th stop on her tour, still loved her. Vivian silenced the crowd. Audience members leaned forward in their seats, intent on listening closely. They took it so seriously. That enthusiasm was good, but we all know you have more in you. She moved off stage as she spoke, finding victims in the audience for her signature source, a one-on-one -on -one lecturing technique she'd ripped from the Socratic method. All she did was ask them questions like, you're afraid of a lot of things, right? And I bet you put yourself down a lot. And you have a hard time complimenting yourself. Each audience member cried. Nobody in Omaha was in touch with their feelings, and when she pointed out basic universal truths, it made them feel like she was talking to them personally. It was too easy, and it made her filthy rich. Now, let's try again. Welcome to Self-Talk Your Way to Success. Vivian continued with her introduction, setting the stage for the rest of the day. She told them all that she'd have plenty of lectures and exercises to help them break down their walls, remove blockages, and all that good stuff they paid $5,000 for. Now, my lovely assistant is going to bring me the next piece of my presentation. Elena? Elena slowly hobbled to the stage. She was a good assistant, but not good at walking in heels. She was too timid. Honestly, Vivian thought, if anyone could use a ticket to one of her lectures, it was Elena. She handed Vivian a small box. Vivian held it up for all to see. It always helped to create a little mystery for the audience. It's perfectly natural to have some fear around letting your light shine. Some cultures even believe that if you compliment yourself too much, you'll attract something very, very spooky. The lights in the conference shut off abruptly for dramatic effect. A few people squealed. Vivian signaled to her stagehand to lift the lights, but only slightly. Then, she spoke in something of a whisper. Imagine the nicest thing you can say about yourself. Maybe you think you are helpful or punctual, or you think you look good one day. Well, the story goes that if you do, you might attract the attention of something called the evil eye. And once the evil eye is looking at you, that nice thing you said about yourself could go away. Vivian snapped and instantly fell through a trapdoor on the stage. She heard the audience gasp and scream behind her, then waited a few moments before walking out through a small door underneath the stage and into the audience. The lights went up and everybody cheered again. Vivian smiled. 
It was all just smoke and mirrors. She walked back up to the stage and pulled out the box again. If you're afraid your best qualities will disappear, you're not alone. I used to feel that way. To fear that I would wake up to find that the talents and skills I'd spent my life honing had suddenly deserted me. Until I found this. She opened the box and pulled out a small pendant with three concentric circles that looked like a blue eye. This is an amulet to ward off the evil eye, a powerful force said to affect anyone who flaunts their blessings or abilities. Protective charms like this one have been used to guard against it since 3000 BCE, which just goes to show how terrified we are of owning our strengths. It's not our fault. We've been conditioned for centuries not to speak about the best parts of ourselves for fear they'll be taken away. And that might have made sense for the ancients. Our ancestors had to worry about all kinds of things. You could be a successful farmer one day, and the next, a plague of locusts might come and wipe out your crops. Serves you right for boasting, they'd say. But that kind of thinking doesn't work so well today. We all know that it takes confidence to succeed in the modern world. You can't wait for people to notice your strengths anymore. Not when millions of celebrities, influencers, brands and products are all grasping for attention. Staying quiet in today's world isn't humility. It's how you let yourself get drowned out. But even though we know that, doing something about it is easier said than done because we've been conditioned to not talk about ourselves for so long. Well, I say, ancient psychological hang-up? How about an ancient remedy? That's where this comes in. Vivian hung the pendant around her neck and beamed at the crowd, still hanging on her every word. She continued, Our ancestors believed that this amulet would ward off the evil eye. It gave you permission to talk about yourself, and it does the same for me. It gives me permission to talk about how charismatic I am, how attractive I am, how confident I am, and how all of that has made me rich and successful. The audience hooted and hollered. They loved when Vivian talked about herself. She didn't wait for them to die down, but shouted over them, Today, you're here to learn my secrets. And that's why you're getting a pendant of your own. An army of assistants passed out pendants to each attendee. They were so cheap, practically made of cardboard. But Vivian was able to mark up the cost of the seminar by far, far more than they were worth because the audience loved free gifts. Think of it like training wheels. Now you have a symbol to remind you that you're free to say as many nice things about yourself as you want. In fact, that's going to be our first breakout exercise. So come on up. The crowd instantly rushed the stage. When the seminar broke for lunch, Vivian sat to the right of the stage and invited guests to chat with her, but only for exactly one minute and 30 seconds each. It was Vivian's least favorite part of the day by far. As she chatted with a steady stream of nervous, sweaty people, 
She couldn't wait to go to the green room. All she thought about were her Burberry slippers and her carefully portioned salad. But she could charge an extra thousand a person for this kind of thing. So she did. An hour or so later, she thought she was in the clear when a younger, red-headed man approached the table. Hi, um, my name is Sean, and I just wanted to say I'm so blown away by everything you've been saying today. I, I, I'm a comedian, and um, I, I know that I'm good at writing jokes, but when I get on stage to say them, I, I've rushed through everything like I don't deserve to have people pay attention to me, but, but now I feel like maybe they should. He stopped himself. I'm rambling, aren't I? Vivian gave him her signature warm, understanding smile and said, Hearing that really makes my day. Thank you, Sean. I know I'll be able to help you achieve your dreams. Did you get a pendant? Sean hung his head and said, No. Is this a bad omen? Oh, no. I was so worried something would go wrong today. Vivian turned to Elena. Get this guy a pendant. Come on. What are you waiting for? What, did we run out? Elena looked nervous. She walked to Vivian and whispered in her ear, Your budget was maxed out. We're waiting on checks to clear. Vivian was not happy. She wanted to yell at Elena that she should have made it work, but there was a small crowd gathered. Instead, she took a deep breath and plastered her smile on again, turning to Sean. She took off her own necklace and said, here, you can have mine. After all, you're just starting out. I've had so much practice with this stuff, I'm basically untouchable. Sean was overcome with gratitude. As he walked away, all Vivian could think of was the dollar signs above his head. Her neck felt a little naked as she walked to her green room. But she reminded herself that it was a stupid piece of jewellery. She could order another one for less than the cost of one of her audio coaching programs. She was about to open the door when a man in a dark suit approached her. Vivian Westbrook? Vivian paused. You've ignored our last three letters. I'm with the IRS. She had seen the letters. Her tax records from the last three years raised red flags. Something didn't add up and they planned to audit her, blah, blah, blah. Vivian didn't break a sweat. She'd been audited early in her career and always shooed them away or talked her way out of it. I have a business manager. She handles these things. She can be kind of an idiot sometimes, but I know she keeps everything in order. We'll see about that, he replied. We'll review your records after you get off stage. In the meantime, I think I'll check out the seminar. He gestured to some chairs to the left of the stage. You can't stick around. Vivian said, starting to get nervous. Only paying clients are allowed in my seminars. I'm very strict about that. The man pulled up his jacket sleeve and revealed a purple wristband. Loved your speech this morning. You're so right. I really don't allow my inner voice to sing. The officer walked away, whistling the tune she had played at the beginning of her seminar. Vivian reached for the pendant on her chest, only to remember... It was gone. Coming up, Vivian sells her brand away. Hi there, it's Carter from Parcast. If you haven't had a chance to check out the riveting true crime series Solved Murders, there's no better time to tune in. 
throughout the month of August, Solved Murders is featuring four celebrations that took a turn for the deadly in a special series we're calling Party Fowls. From a murder in the New York nightclub scene and a house party gone horribly wrong, to a terrifying evening at the Tate residence and a sex party with sinister results, Go deeper inside for affairs remembered for all the wrong reasons. And if you like what you hear with Party Fowls and want to uncover more of history's most captivating cases, be sure to follow Solved Murders on Spotify. There you'll find a new episode released every Wednesday. Solved Murders is a Spotify original from Parcast. Listen free only on Spotify. Now, back to the story. All Vivian wanted to do was slip into her Burberry slippers, but her seminar's midday break had been rudely interrupted by the announcement she was being audited. Vivian stormed into the green room, where her assistant, Elena, was eating lunch. I need to see the books. Elena nearly dropped her sandwich. If this is about those changes you tell me to make every few months, I had nothing to do with it. Vivian fumed. Her assistants always wanted all the perks of working for her and none of the responsibility. You sign all of my checks. Just cut the crap. Tell me what I need to do or you will go down with me. Elena stuffed her lunch back into a container and pulled out her iPad. Her fingers rushed across the screen. Okay, so about three years ago, you restructured your corporation and reinvested in a fake shell corporation. So you haven't paid anything for a few years. Vivian cut her off. Taxes are annoyingly complicated and boring. I don't want to hear details. Just tell me what I need to do. Elena fussed with the screen again. Vivian tapped her heel on the ground, waiting impatiently. You need at least $36,000 to avoid jail time. And it's April 15th, so by the end of today, Elena instructed. For a brief moment... Vivian looked like she was about to explode, but then she smirked. Not a problem, she said. I've got 600 people here. I'll sell $36,000 in books and audio courses this weekend. Elena looked nervous. You've only ever sold half of that, and that's on a really good weekend. Vivian stared at her. How dare she question Vivian's ability to move product. How many books do we have? Elena gestured to a stack of boxes in the corner. Last I counted, 400 or so. Vivian opened up the box and pulled out one of the books. Through your own eyes, her 2001 bestseller was listed at $29.95 apiece. She knew that every Goodwill in America already had a copy, but she could sell anything to this crowd. She'd make a hefty dent. The plan was perfect. But when she pulled out a second, she noticed it was moldy along the spine. Another was soaked. Vivian looked up. There was a leak coming from the ceiling. Vivian groaned. She had told her manager not to book her at this cut-rate hotel. The whole box and three others had been destroyed by water. But that gave her an idea. Vivian turned to Elena. We can file an insurance claim, right? Elena sighed. We could, if you hadn't cancelled your insurance as a cost-cutting measure. Vivian glanced back at the boxes. 
two were in a separate corner away from the leak. She asked Elena what she could make off those. Elena pulled out her iPad again and crunched some numbers. If you sell every single one of those, you'll come up with $1,400. Vivian was unfazed. I guess I'll be selling a lot of audio courses, she said, and stalked out of the room. Just after the lunch break, Vivian took the stage again to a rousing round of applause. Everyone in the audience looked slightly more comfortable and relaxed than they had in the morning, right where Vivian wanted them, ready to soak up her every word. As every face snapped right to her, she suddenly felt a bit clammy. It was not a feeling she was used to. Having the rapt attention of hundreds of people was normally her favorite part of her job. She reminded herself that she'd done this a million times before and that she was good at it. Welcome back to Self-Talk Your Way to Self-Fulfillment. It's time for phase two, baby talking to your inner adult child. You're getting the hands-on version here, but to keep studying at home, I highly recommend buying my book through your own eyes. Vivian summoned everyone to the right of the stage where Elena sat at a book table, but the room was non-responsive. Nobody stood up. Come on, I know it's hard to go after what you want, but what are you waiting for? Go get it! Just then, a man in the front row reached into his backpack and pulled out an old, tattered copy. The person next to him did the same, as did someone in the row behind them. All of a sudden, everyone in the room, except for the IRS agent, had pulled out a copy of her book. She was staring out at a sea of books, her face on every cover. The IRS agent smiled. Vivian started sweating. Of course, everyone already had a copy of the book. She'd written a few more titles the past couple of years, but they hadn't sold very well, so publishers stopped making them. But she always told herself that she'd write another one soon. So she decided to try something. All right, everybody, close your eyes, she said. The audience shut their eyes immediately. You're all here today because you believe me. What an incredible first step that is, right? As I say in the book, you can speak your hopes and dreams into existence. Vivian could feel her voice shaking slightly as she spoke, but she knew she had to continue. It was either this or IRS prison. I want you to do a visualization exercise. Imagine yourself one month from now. You took this course, you brought those skills back to your daily life. Now, really see your future self. You're bold, you're confident, and you're holding a copy of my brand new book. She could write a book in a month, right? Worst case, she'd just hire a ghostwriter. And you got that book only a month from now because today you took a big step in your lives. You pre-ordered it. A few people snapped their eyes open. Vivian got angry. They were supposed to follow her instructions. Keep your eyes closed. Feel yourselves in your body. Start to own your confidence. Now, plant your feet on the ground and stand. About half the audience actually stood, eyes still closed. Visualization was a genius marketing tactic. People didn't feel like they were being marketed, so things were easier to sell. Now, walk forward 
towards the table by the stage. When you get there, you will ask for a copy of your future. That future lies in my next book. About a handful of people did walk forward, but then they all just started bumping into each other. The rest of the center started laughing, so maybe that didn't work, but she could play it off. There, that was a lesson in why you should stand up for yourself, project confidence, do what you want. In fact, that's the subject of my current audio course, Compliments for Confidence. We're going to be doing a lot of exercises from it this weekend, so I highly recommend you order it right now. That way, the work we do here can continue through the rest of your weeks. This is your next breakout exercise. Now, go! A small line formed behind Elena's book table. Finally, people doing what she told them to do. But it was only a small trickle of people. If she did the math in her head, she would still be making only a small dent in her tax debt. The rest of the attendees remained in their seats, looking equal parts frustrated and puzzled. Vivian took a breath. She'd made her entire career telling other people to believe in themselves to find success. She needed to believe in herself here. And why shouldn't she? She was rich, successful, attractive, and well-dressed. Anyone would want to be like her. And if they couldn't be, they'd at least spend more time with her. That was it. Vivian smiled her biggest smile. And now, for the grand finale on today's seminar, it's time to announce my greatest special yet. For the first time ever, you will be able to get complete access to everything Vivian Westbrook. All of my books, every audio course, you'll get attendance at every single lecture and you'll get complete access to my personal phone and email for all your self-confidence needs. And this is all for the low price of $35,999. Vivian went red as laughter filled the room. Nobody rushed the stage. Nobody was interested. She tried to plow away, telling the crowd not to be shy, that she would wait until somebody came up to claim this once-in-a-lifetime offer. But the only people that stood up left the room instead. Ignore the people who are leaving. They're giving up on themselves. But not you all who are still here. You're committed to yourself. Tell yourself you are committed. Come on, say it with me. I'm so committed to this work. But even more people left. It was a punch to the gut. Vivian was a complete fraud, and she knew it. She wasn't successful. She was just a sad, middle-aged con artist. Fine, leave. And you know what? Good for you. Everything I'm saying is complete garbage anyway. You can't just magically say something into existence. If you're ugly, you're ugly. And if you're attractive, you're attractive. I can't stand up here all I want and say I'm rich, but guess what? I'm being investigated for tax fraud. Just then, a timed confetti bomb went off and showered the room in colorful paper. It lined up perfectly with what was supposed to be the end of her seminar. 
Everybody had their cameras out. Vivian couldn't see the IRS agent, but she was sure he was standing somewhere satisfied with himself. Vivian couldn't handle it anymore. She lay down on the stage and cried as the rest of the attendees walked out. A half hour later, Vivian was still face down when she heard someone approach. She looked up. It was Sean the comic. He was still wearing her necklace. He sat down at the edge of the stage. Vivian, he said nervously. I just wanted to say thank you. Vivian groaned into the stage. She was already humiliated, defeated. Now, to add insult to injury, she was just going to be badgered by this schmuck again. I didn't know what to expect from today, but it wasn't this, he said. Your honesty has completely changed my perspective. Thanks to you, I learned that nobody really knows what they're doing. And if you can do everything you've done and be a total mess, I can definitely make it in comedy. And for that, I've decided to take you up on your lifetime offer. Vivian picked her head up. He had to be joking. I wrote a check. I hope that's okay. That's okay, right? Vivian sat up all the way. Sure enough, Sean handed her a check for $35,999. Vivian had done it. Sean the comic took off the pendant that she'd given him just hours before. But I think you need this more than I do, he said. Vivian grabbed the pendant back from him. It was just a stupid plastic thing. She might have lost her reputation, but she certainly hadn't lost her fortune or her clout. She rushed backstage and finally slipped into her Burberry slippers. She couldn't wait to hand the check over to the IRS agent and wipe the smug look off his face. But just as she was opening a bottle of Voss water, Elena walked in, followed by the IRS agent. I handed over the ledgers, and I'm cooperating with the investigation, Elena said. She grasped her own pendant. I'm really good at paying attention, turns out. I'm owning that strength, and I have a lot of information. Vivian opened her mouth to protest, but for once, she couldn't think of anything to say. Like many superstitions, the origins of the evil eye are a little hard to pin down. But two things are clear. One, that cultures as far back as Mesopotamia believed eyes could inflict great misfortune. The Greek philosopher Plutarch, for example, believed that the human eye was so powerful it could emit rays strong enough to kill animals or small children. Irish folktales tell of eyes so magical they could bewitch horses. And many of these tales also associate eyes directly with envy. Two, that many cultures believed in an amulet to offer protection. The oldest known dates back all the way to ancient Mesopotamia, 3300 BCE. These were small alabaster figures shaped like eyes, a far cry from the evil eye we know today, but still may have been believed to ward off evil spirits. There's also the hamsa, which looks like an open hand with an eye in the middle. It's a symbol common to Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, which points to just how widespread the idea of an evil eye is. Even in modern-day Turkey, it's still customary to bring an amulet when you visit a new baby. Just in case of compliments 
or envy. For one reason or another, many cultures around the world have traditionally valued humility. We feared that if we acknowledged what's good about ourselves or even others, we'd be punished for it in a sort of karmic irony. But in recent decades, popular culture has embraced an opposite philosophy. There's a lot of talk about personal affirmations and manifesting your goals into existence. Humility is out. Self-promotion is in. And for some people, this might be genuinely helpful. Acknowledging our strengths can promote self-confidence, and for anyone who struggles to believe in themselves, it's easy to see how belief in the evil eye could be detrimental. But take the boasting too far, and you may quickly find the value of this superstition. After all, if I said I was the greatest podcast host of all time, I might not end up electrocuted by my own microphone, but you'd probably think I was pretty annoying and conceited. So perhaps the evil eye is simply a way to protect us from our own worst impulses and to teach a little humility to those in short supply. Thanks again for listening to Superstitions. You can find more episodes of Superstitions and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Until next time, be wary of the things you cannot explain. Superstitions is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Dick Schroeder, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Travis Clark. This episode of Superstitions was written by Julie Pearson, with writing assistance by Stacey Nemec and Andrew Kelleher, fact-checking by Anya Bailey, and research by Brian Petras. I'm Alastair Murden. Hi, listeners, it's Carter. Here's a quick reminder to check out the Solved Murders four-part special Party Fouls. Every Wednesday in August, take a closer look at four celebrations that ended in horrific fashion. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Solved Murders. Listen free only on Spotify. <laughs>